You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. This is Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing building a dental practice with harmony, happiness, and high profits. Is this a pipe dream or is it really attainable? Our guest is Dr. Todd Snyder, a popular speaker on VivaLearning.com, a cosmetic dentist, author, international lecturer, researcher, and instructor at various teaching facilities. Before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsor, GC America. GC is a leader in dental materials and most recently introduced two exceptional products, Equia Forte HT, which is a bulk fill glass hybrid long-term restorative system, and Fuji Sem Evolve, which is a radiopaque resin reinforced glass isomer cement. We thank GC for their support for this podcast. Dr. Snyder, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks so much, Phil. Always a joy being on here. Yeah. So just in case you guys have missed it, our audience, uh, five years in a DSO, what's next was a previous podcast. It's probably posted right now as you're on the site, uh, whether you're on Spotify or uh, your favorite podcast program. It's also on VivaLearning.com. And Dr. Snyder did another episode, I Just Graduated Dental School, What's Next? This third one out of the series is Building a Dental Practice with Harmony, Happiness, and High Profits. So the title sounds quite utopian. We're talking harmony, happiness, high profits all at the same time. So Dr. Snyder, what are some of the things that Dennis needs to understand and do in order to create this kind of practice? I'd say the first thing they got to do is get real with themselves and go look in the mirror and have a heart to heart with themselves as far as what they want to do and are they willing to do the work? Because to create something like that is obviously not easy. And you can see plenty of dentists and look at the research from ADA and others that talks about the stress and the burnout in dentistry. And so you got to ask your, yourself the question of, will that be, be me? And if so, when? And why is that happening to so many dentists in their career? If a practice does achieve harmony, happiness, and high profits, how hard is it to maintain this, considering there's a turnover in the office and all these other variables that are sometimes just out of the control of of the practice owner, is this really difficult to keep going once once you hit that level? You know, there's plenty of dentists that are doing well that have that, you know, that great practice and they have employees that have been there, you know, 15 plus years kind of thing that I, I talk to all the time. And in my mind, it really boils down to a couple of things. It, it's how does the business run? You know, the doctor themselves, how do they communicate? How do they, how do they act towards their employees and towards patients? And, you know, are they on insurance and is the insurance causing them any heartache or problems? But are they also training the employees and how often are they training? Uh, it, it's also going into kind of the whole the whole business plan and this, the, the flow of traffic, you know. So it really boils down to how is everything run? Is it run efficiently? I find that most guys that are happy, they run efficiently. Everyone knows their job. Everyone's been trained on the job. But yet you hear all these stories in ADA reports that 98% of dentists don't train their staff and they wonder why there's turnover and change is because oftentimes people don't feel appreciated or blame other people for not doing their jobs, uh, but people don't know what their job is. And so, again, there, there becomes a chaos or a problem with time simply because of lack of management or, or uh, you know, someone taking the helm, so to speak. Uh, there's a great book called um, Extreme Ownership. It was written by ex-Navy SEALs that goes into you know, how to make a, a business perform at its best. And, and that's for the leader to take hold and, and have ownership of everything and anything that happens, uh, which most of us can't do in life. Yeah, I was going to just mention the term leadership 
as a dental office sometimes, the and I'm talking about the practice owners, they think, okay, I went to dental school. I know how to cut preps. I know how to use different materials. I, I, I do great veneers. But the success of the practice and making sure that it generates high profits really comes down to leadership and communication. Do you agree that without you know real proficiency in those two areas, it's a real challenge to, to be successful as a dentist? Definitely. And that's where a lot of the research is shown, basically, is because of that uh, lack of leadership or lack of training or a combination of both that most problems are generated. But, you know, from there also, you know, most dentists don't really understand how to do marketing and advertising well uh, or communication for sales that, you know, the same token. And, and let's face it, business of dentistry is sales. Uh, but those are three fundamentals that oftentimes get pushed out to outside companies. And if a dentist isn't getting what they want or their overhead's too high or they're not making enough money or insurance keeps getting cut back on the reimbursements, you start getting stressed. And so now things start to break down and happen. And so, again, recognizing where the stress and problems are coming from is important. But, you know, most of us don't want to take the burden of stopping production to go have to learn things or train people and do things. And, and so, again, that's where I oftentimes think you can find issues. So we all know that a dentist coming out of dental school today has so many issues to deal with and quite a few challenges. What do you think is driving the dentist to a DSO? I, I think the biggest drive is, you know, A is the money, they come, the debt they come out of school with, and B, the the unknown of kind of how to do things and not being confident enough to go just tackle the, the business of dentistry on their own. Uh, the, there are some, or, or they have a parent that they can jump in with, you know, they can then go that route. But I think a lot of them, it's just lack of confidence and debt is what drives their decision to go certain places. So you have a pretty amazing training program. What do you see happening with your experience as a trainer? What are the key issues that are being brought in front of you and, and, and how are you able to help them? Well, I think people want something different and a lot of times they don't know what it is. And then when you lay it out in front of them pretty easily, they go like, wow, how come I didn't see this? And that's why I said kind of, again, looking at yourself in the mirror is hard to do. None of us want to point out our own flaws uh, or say that we're not perfect in some way. But the sooner, sooner you can see your own issues, the faster you can learn from those and make change and grow and expand from that. So for me, you know, we have programs on marketing and advertising that are just blow people's minds that come in. And talking to patients, you know, the ability to communicate a message, not to compel someone to move forward on something they don't need, but to get someone to realize why they need something done and how that affects them and how they can then value that and move forward. It's amazing how oftentimes we teach this, that people come back and say, well, they didn't, patients didn't even ask what the cost was. They were so motivated to move forward uh, that the cost wasn't a factor. And I said, that's because you laid it out in such a fashion that they understood things differently and so the, the money was no longer the issue versus normally the communication isn't there enough such that they don't have a value for it. And so then it's just looking at the price and they say, well, I don't want to pay that. And, and again, it seems simple, but it really is. Uh, so for those two things, as well as exposing people to, you know, their employees and running the business, some different fundamentals there, uh, just employing some technology and some skill set training. It's amazing, again, how you can change things. Right. So you really have to get the patient's trust, right? Because we're a dentist, we're a healthcare provider. Sales is important, but it has to be presented in a way where it doesn't appear as if you're trying to talk to the patient to oversell them on dental services. But at the same time, you want to make sure that they understand the value that you bring them, 
right? So it's this. It's an, yeah, it's an emotional value and you're exposing people because a lot of times people don't want to do something. They come up with reasons as to why they won't do it or can't do it. Right. And so if you can, if you can get them to see beyond that and, and understand that, you know, they make their own decision, they will come to their own rationalization of, yeah, I should have this done. And yeah, I will find a way to make it affordable for me. Um, so don't think of sales as a bad term because, you know, sales gets a bad rap, especially in dentistry. Mm-hmm. People always say like, oh, well, I don't sell. It's like you sell every day you walk through that door from how you comb your hair, the clothes you put on. That is selling. You're selling yourself. Now, selling is not, again, lack of integrity, selling someone something they don't need or doing dentistry on a tooth that was you know, not needing anything. I totally do not condone anything like that. Sales is representing yourself in such a ma- matter to have conversations and questions that the patient exposes their own reality and realizes how they've been limiting themselves in something and they compel themselves to move forward just from you asking questions and allowing them to think and have space. So it's a totally different thing than what we typically think of as sales. We think of this, the slimy salesman. No, it's not that at all. No, absolutely. (laughs) So let me ask you this. You've trained a lot of individuals. What is the success that you've seen with doctors that have quiet personalities? They're naturally not, I wouldn't, maybe they're an introvert. They don't uh, communicate, their, their, their strong point is not socializing with, you know, tons of people at a party and, and, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, they're, they, they're great people, but they're just more on the introverted side. How challenging is that for someone like that to transform themselves based on the training you provide or, or they get it somewhere else, whatever? to someone that you just, that you described, someone who um, represents themselves as, as a value to the patient where it's almost imperative that that patient is cared for by that doctor. You hit it right on the head. You know, again, I've said it numerous times, people want to be comfortable. They don't want to create change. They don't want to have frustration and tension. And so what I would tell you is you want to run towards frustration and tension at at times when you expose yourself and your problems. So my, for my example, I would say the first thing I would tell someone to do is there's Toastmasters all over the place or Dale Carnegie's got a phenomenal program that you can take. And they usually have a, numerous courses in many cities. There's probably one close to you. I would say go put yourself in a very uncomfortable position and take a Carnegie program and learn how to speak in front of a group because it's the number one fear in society is public speaking. Number two is death. So what you find is after doing numerous different courses in front of people and everyone feels awkward and everyone has to do the same tasks, you all get a comfort that you've never had before. And you realize that you can do this and you realize you can be more uh, of an extrovert versus an introvert. And let's face it, anyone who goes through dental school is pretty much an introvert most of the time. So to learn how to be more outgoing and more, more communicative is amazing what that alone will do for your business. And so some of those aspects are in our training programs as well as much more. But I would say that's the first hurdle is see your flaw and start to find something that can make you have to move through that so you become a better person on the other side and that helps your business. Yeah, and once that confidence level is raised up based on the training you just recommended, that changes the whole thing, doesn't it? I mean, you just come you come to the office with a whole different attitude and that's that goes right to your patient's perception of you. Is that correct? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fun to watch people that come through my programs that, you know, you can see something because we uh, virtually everything we do has recordings in it. And so on day one, we record stuff and you can see people that are scared and don't know what they're doing. And by the end of like 30 days and 60 <laughs> days and 90 days, I say, now everyone go back and watch your video. And it's like, oh my God, they see themselves. I say, what do you see? And tell me. 
Mm-hmm. And again, they see themselves for what they were and their lies and their games and how they've now expanded themselves, how their personal life is different, how their bank account's different, how their staff treats them differently. And patients say like, what happened? What'd you do? It's, it's so much fun for me to teach these things mm-hmm. uh, that I literally walk around the house, I shouldn't say walk, I jump around the house half the time yelling, saying, oh my God, they got it. This right. person got it today. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun for me to teach, but teaching more than just how to do a veneer this is way more uh, uh, fulfilling for me uh, over all these years of teaching dentistry. Yeah, you found your passion, Dr. Snyder, and it's certainly oh, coming, yeah. it's coming through on this podcast. And uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for you. And you have your own practice that you're working in, and you have so much to teach others, and others are benefiting by it, and you're improving people's lives, not only your patients' lives, but other colleagues. How could you beat that? For more information, again, on Dr. Snyder's program, www.legion.dentist, L-E-G-I-O-N.dentist. And to learn more about our sponsors' uh, recent developments in, in their product line, Equia Forte HT and Fujisam Evolve, visit gcamerica.com. Dr. Snyder, it's a pleasure to have you on the show as always, and uh, we look forward to your next podcast. Thanks, Bill. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>